Welcome to the Rockwell ISD podcast, Keeping It Real with Dr. V. Real. I'm your host, Dr. V. And today we're talking about the upcoming 2021 bond proposal with Ben Sumrack, our District Director of Fine Arts, and Russ Reeves, our District Athletic Director. Join us now as we discuss important topics related to educating our most important customers, our students. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Rockwell ISD Podcast, Keeping It Real with Dr. V. Real. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram by searching Rockwell ISD. And you can find us on our website at rockwellisd.com slash podcast. I am your host, Dr. V, and today we're talking about the 2021 bond proposal that will be on the ballot for voters on November 2nd. Today is the fourth of our Bond podcast series over the next several weeks. We will highlight several different aspects of the Bond propositions in more detail in each podcast. Today's podcast is a discussion about the Bond impact on fine arts and athletics. All right, let me first thank you guys for coming on the podcast today. Do you mind introducing yourselves to the listeners and maybe saying how long you've been in public education? I'm Russ Reeves. I'm the director of athletics for Rockwall ISD. I've been in Rockwall. This is my eighth year, my 32nd year in education. And, and so, uh, um, you know, they say save the best for last. I think I did being here in Rockwall ISD. Awesome. I'm Ben Sumrack. I'm the director of fine arts for Rockwall ISD. I've been in the district for six years now and 22 years overall in education. Man, we're just so honored to have great leadership like you guys in our district. Um, helping our athletics programs be excellent, helping our fine arts programs be excellent. Let's start discussing today topics about this bond and the impact on fine arts and athletics. You guys don't have to be told there's growth happening in our schools, right? You've seen it firsthand in our programs as you oversee those programs. You know, it's obvious that Rockwall County is growing. Families continue to move here to our community for the quality of life found here in our great school district. Can you guys tell us a little bit about what you're seeing in your areas, maybe athletics, fine arts, and growth? Well, as far as athletics is concerned, and, and I always say this whenever I talk about athletics and fine arts, that we both do the same things. We teach kids the same things. They have to work where no one sees them. They're, they're, they have delayed gratification uh, by the work that they put in for a performance that they have to do at a set time. So I always say that athletics and fine arts are very similar and uh, and and so the things that we're going to talk about today, as far as the bond is concerned, I think just ties into that for both of us. As far as athletics, you know, we're growing ex- extremely fast in our programs, and success will do that, and that's what we want. And so to be able to have uh, additional gym space not only benefits athletics but also fine arts, and I think Ben can kind of talk about that uh, when we get to that. Um, we're going to add. Uh, a multi-purpose tennis facility at Rockwall Heath kind of to follow along with what Rockwall High has over at the stadium. Um, we'll have two ninth grade centers that have um, uh, athletic uh, locker rooms and, and playing fields and surfaces. 
so that that we'll be able to spread out all our kids and not be crammed into uh, our facilities like we are now. And it's just because of growth. And so I think the district has been very wise and the bond committee made great strides in their in their two year process to uh, determine exactly what we needed. And I think they they hit a home run. Uh, pardon the athletic pun. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> good, good call there. Mr. Sumrack? Well, uh, ditto with everything Russ said. I couldn't have said it better myself. I do want to point out that when we're talking about uh, gym space, it's not just athletics that uses the gym. Fine arts use it as well for our, our drill team, our cheerleaders. Even our bands will get into the uh, gym spaces with our percussion and our color guard groups as well. So uh, uh, as the programs grow, facilities become more and more of a need for us, and the bond package has, has addressed all of our needs. Appreciate that. You know, I've not only have are we continuing to grow in our fine arts programs, but the level of performance that we're seeing from our kids has been just improved, improved, and excellent. And uh, can you talk about a couple of fine arts recognitions that we've received recently or as a product? Oh, yes. Just this past week, we had four of our fine arts groups that were named part of the National Mark of Excellence Award. So our uh, two of our middle school bands at Kane Middle School received that award, our varsity band at Rockwell Heath High School, and our non-varsity orchestra at Rockwell Heath Orchestra all received that national award. So both of you were a part of the Facilities Bond Committee in a sense that you provided resources to answer questions for the committee. Can you talk a little bit about what you observed during uh, that time with the Facilities Bond Committee planning? I think probably the greatest thing that, that I observed watching the process was how serious all the bond members took it yeah great that, group right? They, yeah they understood that we do have growth issues that we're going to be facing and they wanted to be prudent fiscally but they also wanted to address the needs that they see coming and i was just very impressed with uh, the observations i made with their commitment to getting this right oh that's exactly what i was going to talk about i was very impressed with how Concerned, the people on the on the committee that I observed were um, were with being physically re fiscally responsible uh, with the decisions that we were being made at the same time with trying to address all the needs that were being brought to the committee. Yeah, and I, I love how they recognize the importance mm -hmm. of our extracurricular activities and how those extracurricular activities support leadership and growth and and just the overall classroom when it comes to math, science, reading, and social studies. Uh, that committee compri was comprised of parents, teachers, students, along with the uh, business leaders as well, who developed a $475.8 million bond package that our board recently moved forward uh, um, and approved a bond election coming in November the 2nd. You know, let's come back to the topic after we break down what's included in the bond really quick. Just as a reminder out there to our list listeners, Proposition A includes a new middle school to provide relief to Kane Middle School, as you know, it's overcrowded, and establish peer feeder patterns for our schools. If, you're, if you take I-30 to go south, all the elementary middle schools in this package will feed into Heath High School along with the ninth grade center for Heath High School that would be at Gene Burton. And if you go to the north side, um, all of our students on the north side will have a pure feeder pattern into Jacket Nation, elementary schools, two middle schools on the north side, renovations for sixth grade to go to the middle schools and so forth. Um, um, I mentioned the ninth grade campus for Heath High School on the south side. We will have a ninth grade campus on 1141 just south of Hayes. We have a high school property there where that ninth grade center would go. Um, also, it would, it would be built within 
and the intention of possibly you know years from now moving in a 10th grade if we needed to or you would have two strong sides to consider a third and a fourth high school way down the road in the future we want to kind of build as we grow and and uh, be efficient with the taxpayer dollars there's also buses included in proposition a security things like that that are so important for schools and on the proposition b side you're looking at technology for those classrooms per legislative rule we have to separate out the technology that would be in part b of the bond um, infrastructure that's involved in setting up the technology for those classrooms as well Let's talk about the uh, middle schools in this bond moving sixth grade up to the middle school setting, especially in fine arts, right? How, how I mean, you talk about a little bit how a sixth grader receives, let's say, orchestra as an example or band as an example at the current elementary schools. And what would that look like? What would be the upside if they're, the sixth graders are in middle school? So in fine arts, this has got to be one of the topics that I'm most excited about is getting the sixth grade up to the middle schools. Uh, currently, our sixth graders do receive instruction for band, choir, orchestra, and art, but they're only receiving that two or three days a week. And our middle school teachers are having to travel out to 16 different campuses to deliver that instruction. So bringing those sixth graders up to the middle school campus will allow those students to have daily instruction, which puts us in line with the districts that we compete against. So for us, it's a game changer, uh, not to mention the fact that our teachers would love to not be going to 16 different campuses every day. Yeah, good point. For the most part, a lot of the neighboring districts you say have a 6th, 7th, and 8th grade model. Is that fair? Absolutely, that's fair. Yeah, that, and, and so by doing this, our, our kids could have access to the fine arts classroom on a daily basis as opposed, opposed to maybe twice a week and, and, and things like that at the elementary schools. Yes, a- absolutely. And so they're going to get twice as much instruction what they're getting right now, uh, which is going to allow us to be far more competitive with, with our neighboring districts than what we are right now. Okay. All right. Well, one of the questions we get a lot is, where would the next middle school go? You know, we know that Kane is at 1100. It's our largest middle school. We need a middle school south of 30 to help uh, with parents getting kids to and from school. All of our parents, for the most part, on the south side drive all the way to Kane, no matter where you are. Um, not sure where the site would be, but I, I can say that there are two middle school sites, one in Williamsburg. Uh, we have property out there in Fate, and then we also have property out in McClendon Chisholm uh, for a future determination. I think, as I understand it, the Williamsburg property has all the infrastructure needed at this particular time, but but we'll see what happens. Um, one of the concerns we hear from parents is that is that that two-way split, right? At Utley Middle School, one of the first things I heard from parents is, you know, Dr. V, can we do something about, you know, students going from Utley Middle School to Rockwell High and some of their friends going from Utley Middle School to Heath? Can you talk a little bit about the impact of that split on athletic programs, Coach Reese? Well, through my experience, uh, I was in a uh, previous district that we made the same transition. So I've seen it from, from where we're at now to the completion of a feeder system. And without hesitation, that's the best thing that we can do for all stakeholders involved. And and so as far as athletics is concerned, you know, you'll have sixth graders at the campus. They the UIL doesn't recognize sixth graders in athletics. However, there are things that can be done to help introduce kids at the sixth grade level to prepare them if they decide to go that route um, to pre- participate in athletics and not only does it give them that year of transition because coming into seventh grade and you start all these programs fine arts and athletic programs it kind of 
shocks your system. So I think having a sixth grade is a good transition for them to get ready to do fine arts and um, athletics uh, into their secondary careers. Yeah, great point. Mr. Sumrack, what does it mean for choir, orchestra, band at um, at Utley right now? What's the, what's the challenge there with that split? Uh, well, having a direct feeder will allow us to really hone in in our vertical alignment with our instruction. There, there's a lot of different right ways to do things, mm-hmm. uh, but having that similar instruction going from the time they enter your program all the way through high school uh, really helps us to build a better foundation for our students and increase increase that level of depth and understanding and ability within our students. Uh, It also helps build excitement in the program. When you have a clear understanding of, I am a future jacket, I am a future hawk, and there's no confusion with the students, it it keeps kids in your program and it keeps your programs growing, which once again adds depth to those programs. Appreciate that point. Let's move on to the, from the middle schools to the ninth grade centers. Can you talk a little bit how ninth grade centers would impact your programs uh, uh, one way or the other. Currently the ninth graders are in the high school right now. Um, How could that prove to be a benefit for you should you have two ninth grade centers? Well as far as athletics is concerned you have freshmen that that that's another transition year and if they can be pulled off by themselves in any program then they're going to benefit because they're going to have all the attention on them. Also, they're going to have more space than they do now. And and I think with the autonomy of a ninth grade center and the space that this is going to create, I just I'm just excited about where this is going to lead because just historically looking at at other districts who have made this decision they this their success improves from where they're at and I like where we're at but I like what what could happen if this passes certainly there there are a lot of challenges with the the current capacity of our high schools and then when you have the growth that exceeds the capacity and how you manage that in in athletics I can only imagine Mr. Sumrack any comment there on fine arts well sure with fine arts having the freshman center will allow us to focus our instruction on those freshman students Uh, right now the the freshmen in our programs, they do get ability-based, whether they're in the top group, second group, or whatever the case is, but being able to focus in on just the freshmen uh, will allow us to progress those students at an even um, faster rate than normal. I know there was a lot of discussion on athletic facility ads in this bond. Mm-hmm. Can you talk a little bit about gyms, what, 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 what the discussion was there? Uh, well, as far as that, that came up over and over, and I was just impressed with the ability of the committee to recognize the need. Um, when you have sixth grade, uh, excuse me, 6A high schools that have to play freshman basketball games and uh, in their middle schools, um, then that's something that we're way behind in. And I think the committee recognized that. But not only that, Ben mentioned it as well, and, I, and I'll let him kind of talk about it, but athletics aren't the only groups that are in those gyms. Yeah, you take the current gym space that we have now for 9 through 12, now you add a gym to both high schools, then you add gyms to the ninth grade center and, and also planning for the future as well and, and future growth. Um, there's some really good good ideas here oh, when yes. it comes to space to, to help us with some of these challenges oh, that we Oh, have. absolutely. And while we're talking about spaces, uh, you know, with the additions that will be coming to our 
middle school campuses, expanding the fine arts spaces on those is, is a great advantage. Currently, uh, we have two middle school campuses that our choirs are rehearsing in academic classrooms, and we have one campus that our orchestra is rehearsing in an art classroom. Uh, and that's just because our programs have grown and expanded over the years, and we've just needed additional space, and so that's where we've placed them for right now. Well, and then also, Ben, if, if you wouldn't mind, kind of explain to people um, what fine arts activities use our gym space as well. Oh, absolutely. So uh, drill team is the most obvious. So even in the spring semester after football is over with, those groups are still going out and competing at events, and they perform in a gym. And so it's drill team and color guard and indoor percussion groups all perform in gym venues for their competitions. And so they they need to be in those gyms as much as possible to practice in the venues that they perform in. Yeah, great points. You know, love to hear that our programs are growing. Certainly a challenge as you become creative to find use at an art class classroom and just a general classroom to serve our choir programs and our orchestra programs. Um, the district has a history of being financially prudent. I'll just give a couple of facts real quick on the tax rate for our listeners. Rockwell ISD tax rate has decreased 70, 17 cents since 2015 and Rockwell ISD's current tax rate is the lowest it's been in 31 years. Uh, Rockwell ISD has earned multiple awards in uh, fiscal responsibility, financial management, and transparency. And, it, and just a reminder to voters, uh, they'll see two propositions on the, bo- the ballot, which require two separate votes. Election day is November the 2nd, and early voting runs from October 18th through October 29th. We do have a ton of information on our website. Um, you can find more information on rockwellisd.com backslash 2021 bond proposal. Um, A little bit about the finance of this bond um, as it relates uh, to the importance there for taxpayers. It is three quarters of a penny. Um, We we don't sell bonds until we need those bonds, so we're not paying on those until we actually need them. Uh, Short-term projects will be financed only through short-term bonds, and homeowners 65 years of age or older will see no increase in their property tax rate now or in the future if they have filed for their senior citizen homestead exemption. You guys have done a great job. I appreciate all the comments that you have. Now, before we leave this fun podcast here, <laughs> informational to our community, our community, I, they want to know a couple of things about you. So I got a few quick hit questions, if you don't mind. Sure, go right All right, let's do it. So let's start off with the first question. What instrument did you play in high school, Coach Russ Reeves? I did not play an instrument in high school, and that was a blessing to anyone that would have heard it. <laughs> okay. Now, that doesn't mean that, that I uh, wouldn't want to play an instrument. I just don't know if uh, uh, in high school I would have I would have had the the dedication and drive to to really do what I needed to do to be successful. But I do love listening to all types of instruments. Totally understand. You know, guitar and piano, I I played a little bit. Um, Mr. Sumrack, what was your instrument? Uh, Well, I'm a saxophone player. I, I still play as much as I can. Uh, and believe it or not, I was in athletics as well. So I was in cross country and a soccer player when I was in school. So jazz music? Oh, gosh, yes. Okay. As much as possible. All right. <laughs> Second question. What what athletic sport did you play at school? in school? Well, I was a son of a coach, and I had 
two other brothers, so we were always playing. Whatever season it was, we were playing it. So we basically played football, basketball. We did track and field. Some of us played uh, baseball and, and uh, even wrestled. So, so we had a wide gamut. And I think my parents pushed us that way because we could get our energy out so we wouldn't destroy the house when we got home. We were worn out. So anyway, we, we tried to play any sport that uh, we could, and then we'd even make some up. So. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> Mr. Mark? Uh, well, like I said, I was cross-country and uh, soccer. Uh, tried hockey for a little bit, but uh, kept getting penalties. I, I seemed <laughs> I was more interested in just running into the other other players yeah, and knocking so, them over. So cross-country in high school? Uh, no, in middle school. In middle I got school. to high school, it was a uh, high school band and marching band. Got it. Got it. So time. you still had the early mornings and the late nights. Um, oh, absolutely. With cross-country there, um, specifically at the middle school. So um, what was your worst sport? My worst sport, mm, I don't know. I felt like I was pretty good in anything we tried, but uh, um, I don't know. I, that, that would well, be well. That's a, fair. Let's just leave it right there. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, you know, I mean, I mean, I, not to say that I was like this superstar, but but as far as uh, doing athletic things, I mean, that's what my brothers and I would do. You just work hard and everything. Yeah, we would just do so. Whatever we we did athletically. All of us were pretty successful at. Well, we're gonna we're gonna move on to the next question and keep this thing positive. So, <laughs> what instrument do you wish you knew how to play? I would love to play the piano. Mm -hmm. I just think. I mean, I say this all the time. Music moves a soul, and there's nothing like a piano. Someone who can play a piano um, to move your soul. Yeah, so, I, I would love to. Um, be able to play the piano. Okay. All right, Mr. Sumrack. Well, Russ, we can help you out with that. We've All got right. two great piano so, teachers. I mean, you're already history. playing, you know, <laughs> your instruments. So. Oh, sure. But, you know, guitar has always been that instrument that I wish I could spend more time with. And so I, I own two of them, and they, they both sit in my bedroom, and, and I pick them up occasionally. But, unfortunately, I know about three or four chords, and that's about it. So, <laughs> Man, you guys are great. We're so fortunate to have great leadership in Rockwell ISD for our staff and our students. All right, that's it for this episode of Rockwell ISD Podcast, Keeping It Real with Dr. Villarreal. I'm your host, Dr. V, and I want to thank my guest, Ben Sumrack, our rock star district director of fine arts, and our rock star athletic director, Russ Reeves. Remember, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram by searching Rockwell ISD, and you can find us on our website at rockwellisd.com slash podcast. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time. Until then, I'm Dr. V.